This episode contains discussions including explicit language, microaggressions, alopecia and female pattern baldness, and bowel movements. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Body Story Podcast, a show about the way we're navigating the world and the bodies we've been given. I'm your host, Tiffany Eller, and I believe that if one person's story can change the way you look at them, a collection of stories may be able to change the world. Today, I'll be speaking with Carrie Raquel. Carrie is the host of the Soul Full of It podcast and co-founder of the mindfulness community, Affirmation Destination. She lives in Portland, Oregon, and believes in the development of authentic positivity through mindfulness practices that work in alignment with the law of attraction. Her guiding affirmation is, I lift others up as I, myself, rise. Let's get into the episode. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I am so great, and I'm super grateful to be here with you today, Tiffany. How are you? Oh, so great. I am excited to have you on. Uh, As a fellow podcaster, I believe that this conversation is going to be a lot of fun. Seriously. Been looking forward to this pretty much all year. Yeah, and you and I met in person one time uh, at a bachelorette party, and from then, we just kind of established an online connection and feel kind of kindred spiritness toward each other a little bit. (laughs) Absolutely. Totally. There's so much overlap between us, not just the podcasting, but just like our souls. There's some intertwining there for sure, and I love it. I'm so excited to collaborate on this. Yeah, me too. So where would you like to start in your body story today? That's such a great question. I think it is always great to start from the beginning. And the beginning for me, I would say, kind of takes me back to probably around age 12. I guess puberty (laughs) is when people start noticing things about their bodies or noticing things about the way that their external appearance has an influence on how people treat them. And for me, having this be really focused on my body story through the lens of my relationship with my hair, I started noticing that people treated me differently about my hair around puberty age. Uh, over the summer, I would go swimming. And I, when I'd go swimming, I would get out of the water. My hair would be wet just like everybody else. And kids started making fun of me because my hair was not as thick as everybody else's. I never had what I call the Disney princess hair that I wished that I had. And at that time in my life, I really thought it was still coming, you know, just like I thought I was going to get taller. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it started to kind of take away my passion for swimming. I used to love to swim. I used to be a diver. And now I'm not a swimmer at all. And, And now it's not so much like, oh, I'm so hurt from being a kid who was like bullied about my hair when I was swimming. But like now I'm an adult who just I didn't swim for so long that now I'm like, nah, you know what? I'll just have a mimosa and sit on the side. Y'all can get wet. (laughs) So, you know, I don't have any like bad blood on that, but I did notice it that early in life. And then it just kind of continued. I mean, I'd go to get my hair cut and I can't tell you how many times I would leave a hairdresser in tears. And that was just like the norm for me all through, I'd say, up until almost like the end of high school when I finally was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. If you're going to treat me poorly and tell me like, touch my hair, stick your hands in my hair, sigh while they're looking into the mirror at me and just be like, oh, honey, I just don't know what we can do for you. You know, maybe we can cut it and do a bob. 
Like it was just humiliating. And I would leave the hairdresser humiliated. I'd go home. I'd cry to my mom. My mom would be like, I'm going to call them. And I'd be like, mom, don't, don't, please don't call the hairdresser lady that was mean to me. But like, um, I mean, there's even a story there that's kind of fucked up. So you might want to cut it out. But one time I w- went to go get my hair cut pretty much like the last time I went to get my hair cut be- before I decided I'm going to start cutting my own hair. The woman was saying such horrible things to me. And I was so upset and I just kind of wanted to get revenge on her, which I know is fucked up. And I just told her, you know, I just got out of chemo. I told her that, which was not true. And looking back on it, it's fucked up to say that. But it totally stopped her in her tracks. And it made me realize now as an adult looking back on that and, and having some shame around it being like, that's not okay. But also looking at it and being like, I did that and I said that to that person. And it's like in society, we expect you to have a qualifier for you to like show up and be not as beautiful as we expect you to be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like regardless of the morality of saying that, it goes to show that you never know anybody's story. And so like, therefore, why comment at all? Oh, and the experience was different after that, right? Right. You know, she so- was so sweet to me. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, she completely t- 180, total different person. Yeah. Crazy, right? That is crazy. So what age was that at when you had that conversation with that hairdresser? I would say I was probably 16 when that happened. And so you've put up with comments like that throughout your whole life. Oh, yeah, I have. And my family, the women in my family, I never had thick, beautiful hair. We always had like what I would justify at this point in my life being where I am as, quote, just enough hair. Like it was enough to get by and you know, I really liked wearing hats and um, finding other ways to, I mean, essentially cover up something that people, you know, I wouldn't have thought it was a problem. It wouldn't be a problem if people k- didn't keep coming to me and telling me that that, that made me different and that it, that it made me less attractive. People wouldn't like directly to my face be like, you're less attractive because you have less hair than what society says that you should have. Like no one's saying that to me, but like, the offhand comments, and actually it wasn't until I was in college and I actually have a degree in political science and I took a class on race and that's when I learned about microaggressions was through the lens of like people making comments about people through like about their race and making these little comments that are kind of like jabs, like a, a little joke like, oh, well, you're not a great driver, are you? And you say that to someone who is Asian because society has this like weird fucked up joke that's not even true about Asian people not being able to drive like hearing all of that and taking a course on that in college made me realize that I had actually sustained microaggressions about my hair and my beauty for like the majority of my life and I just never had language for it or like a way to understand why somebody could say something that would sound normal and nobody would call them out on it but I would go home and cry about it. You know, also, I'm a sensitive baby. So there's that. <laughs> oh, not a baby. I don't think it's inappropriate to react that way or. I've always had a bleeding heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I actually interviewed somebody recently where we had a similar conversation about like how it's those comments that nobody else would ever think would have had an, a lasting impact on a person that stick with you the most. Was that the case with your hair? It was just these like passive comments that ended up sticking with you? 
Well, yeah, in a big way, definitely I would agree with that because what it made me do is it made me grow up, especially in high school years, thinking I'm not pretty. I'm not attractive. I didn't even try dating. I didn't date anybody in high school. In fact, I didn't have my first boyfriend and like real boyfriend, not just someone like I went on a date or two with until I was 21 and I'm still with him, (laughs) you know, like, yeah. So like, I mean, there's a lot more to that too is like I was very selective, but I didn't have the desire to date. I didn't. And a lot of that stemmed from like me thinking and so many women can relate to this. Well, I'm not worthy of that. And that was all attached to my hair. And then when you throw in like having body issues thinking that thinking that you're fat which is like I, I there's so many I have so many feelings about the word fat I <laughs> everybody has fat um and I, that's a whole different conversation but thinking that you are like oh I don't I'm not skinny enough so that's another reason that I'm not pretty enough on top of like not having as much hair as everybody else from the get go nothing can make you feel like you're you're like less worthy. You know, at least I didn't get acne really bad. I did have acne in high school, but not horribly bad. So I I got I caught a break there. (laughs) But, you know, between my body changing and then not ever having as much hair as everybody else, I kind of always had that lingering feeling of like a not enoughness that really I had to address for years after that. And I feel like now 10 years out of high school, I really have a grip on it. It, that tells me, you know, even five years ago, I didn't have a grip on it. Now I'm like, whoa, that was actually still affecting my relationship with myself, which I think is where all of this really does the most damage. You know, you can talk about how you relate to others, but it really all begins with how you relate to yourself. And that has to do with like how you view yourself. And I'm in a chapter now in my life, finally, with wearing hair, which it's its own whole topic, that I... I'm too empowered to like let that shit bring me down. I'm that's just where I'm at. Yeah. So ten years out, you say you have a grip on it. Does that equate to like now you have uh like a better self confidence about your hair along with a better understanding of what you went through as a kid? Like how did that shift for you? Or or was there a certain point where you're like, Oh yeah, I don't have to subscribe to these beauty standards anymore like was there a point yeah, for you kind of yeah I, I would say making the shift to changing the power dynamics between my relationship to myself and my like relationship to buying into what society says or what I've been fed or what I'm consuming in the media and that has to do with like I finally decided I'm going to get a hair topper which is essentially half of a wig, and I'm going to start wearing it. And I'm not going to tell everybody. This is two years ago. Fuck, was it longer? Three years ago. Oh, my God, the time's going by so quickly. <laughs> but, I mean, that's how, and, and that kind of is a testimony to how much has changed for me. Like, that could have been two years ago, could have been a year ago. Like, that's so behind me who I was. Like, a piece of me died that needed to die so that I could move forward and own my power. And that is this visual representation of like, I am at the core of me. I'm wearing this hair for me because it makes me feel good, you know? And and secondarily, it does make other people feel good. And, you know, there's so much power. I just was at an event yesterday, actually, where someone told me, Carrie, you have such beautiful hair. And I said, thank you so much. I wish I could let her know you said that. 
oh, and the wow. person was like, wait, what? Like, yeah, straight up. And I was like, because it's not mine. Some of it is. And the person was shocked, was like, can I touch it? I let her touch my hair, take a look at it. And I'm like, yeah, this is not all my hair. And and that's okay. And that's normal. And like, are you wearing makeup right now? It, you know, are you, did you contour? Are you wearing a push-up bra? Like, did right. you alter yourself in any way? Like, what is wrong with wearing hair? And that was like me deciding that it was okay for me to take that power back for myself. And it has totally transformed my relationship with myself. And it's transformed the way that I show up in the world and the way I interact with everybody else around me. Because I'm not judging people in the way that I now can identify that I would. You know, I'm not an innocent person who's never like othered another person, for lack of a better term, to like put them in a position where they feel other than or unwelcome. Like, I'm sure that I've done that. I'm not like a flawless being, but now I'm so much more empathetic. I'm I'm looking for ways that I can comfort people that other people wouldn't know how to comfort them because I have been assigned this mountain to show others that it can be moved. I don't know if you've heard that quote before, but it's so fucking true for the scenario. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned at the beginning of this that you were a hair topper. So that was a term I had never heard of before I got your intake form. So can you elaborate on what that like, how is that different than just wearing a wig or wearing a toupee? Totally. That is such a great question. And also, I didn't know anything about hair toppers. I had never heard that before until I was fed up with my situation. And again, that was like ish, about three years ago. I have a job where we do filming. I'm not like the subject of filming, but sometimes I'm in a shot here or there and I had seen some of the playback of the shots that, again, were getting cut. I wasn't going to be in the video per se, but just seeing my hair in some of the shots, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's gotten way worse. And I I need to do something about this because I am so self-con- like, self-conscious about this that from that point forward, I was showing up to work just – I don't know, just like kind of sad, you know, like, oh, God. And if they got the camera out because they were doing some filming, I'd like try to go to the bathroom. I would like go missing. Like I knew that I was like hiding from the camera. And I knew also that I was hiding a piece of who I am and my identity because I had some shame around how I looked. And, and ultimately the fact that I couldn't control it, which for somebody who likes to be in charge, which is absolutely me, type A personality, it's really hard to be, you know, dealt these cards that you can't exchange. And now I'm like, I have to deal with this. So I got on Instagram and I typed in uh, thin hair as like a hashtag. And I just went through all the posts and I found this girl. Her Instagram is at hair loss boss. She's amazing. And her name's Kelly. And I started looking at her photos and she had before and after photos that showed her like with thin hair like me and then a photo of her with quote normal, quote normal hair. Again, I say normal lightly, but essentially the hair that I wish I had, you know. So I was looking at those pictures and scrolling through and I read all her captions and that's when I discovered the term hair topper. And so what a hair topper is, is it really is essentially half of a wig and it sits on the top of your head. So it is similar to a toupee, but like 
it would be a toupee on steroids, right? Because if you think <laughs> of a man, right, wearing a toupee, like that's just like a little spot kind of to cover the the balding, which takes place like at the crown of, of a man's head. For women, um, it does also tend to happen in the same place. And this is called androgenic alopecia. And I don't, I'm not like an expert on this. I'm self-diagnosed. Um, it's pretty fucking obvious when you're losing your hair. I mean, that's, you don't have to like go to a doctor and be like, here is a clump of hair. Like, tell me I'm losing hair. Like, it's like, it's in my drain. I know that there's more <laughs> hair there. Like I can see in pictures like, no, dude, I'm, I'm, I am losing it. I'm not, you know, it's, we don't need a doctor to diagnose everything in the world, but um, that is what it is. And that is just female or male pattern baldness, losing hair. And for everybody, it totally differs like how they lose hair. Some people have like um, like total bald spots that like blotch out. Some people just have like a really wide part that becomes worse. Um, usually it is at like the top of the head. So the nice thing about a topper is that a lot of women will go and get hair extensions, which if you get hair extensions, you're like putting hair into like where your hair is around your head, but you're not taking care of the top of the head, which is usually where the balding would be. So you can get a hair topper. There are so many different kinds. Oh my gosh. Um, I th- I'm still learning a few years into it and I'm like, wow, that's a term. And like, I know so much more about hair than I ever honestly wanted to know, but here I am, or should I say hair I am? And, <laughs> and I, yeah, I saw her what she had, I messaged her also like total rando stranger being like, hi, I'm losing my hair too. (laughs) Like, what do you have? What is that? How can I explore that? And I started looking into it. I went to a wig shop locally here in Portland and on the mission to find a topper because I I do still have hair. So it's like, I don't want to wear a full wig. That seems like way too much hair. So what I need is like, to double the hair that I have, not quadruple it. And I went into a local wig shop. I got a hair topper there. And then the most important thing with hair toppers and anybody who wears hair will tell you this, you have to go get it customized. I mean, you could not take my advice, but if you want it to really feel like yours and look like yours, you need to go get it customized. So I found this amazing woman here in Portland. Her name is Caprice. She owns Session Studios on the east side She's so wonderful, not just like as a person. She's incredibly skilled in her craft as well. And she customized every piece that I own. Now I own three. But at that point in time, getting the first one and having it customized was really important to me. And and then I, I started rocking it. And I did not tell many people. I told very few people from the get-go. And you know, part of that is like some pieces of shame. But other part of it was like, just kind of thinking, you know, I don't owe anybody an explanation. Like, yeah, I look good today. Take a fucking picture. You know, <laughs> like I don't need to like tell you why I look good. I don't need to. So it's like there's two parts that there's like the ownership of coming out, for lack of better term, about something about yourself that people might not know, which for me would be hair loss and wearing hair. But on the other side of that is also recognizing that like I don't owe anybody my story And I have every right to sit with this as long as I feel that I need to. And for some women, that is forever. You will never hear them say that they wear hair. I respect the fuck out of that. For me, it was that for a good long time. And then it it shifted because I realized from interacting with people like 
hair loss boss on Instagram, people like Kim Dubs on Instagram. These are just two of the many, many powerhouse, incredible women who have inspired the fuck out of me that there is such a huge piece of empowerment available when I own what what is true for me because it echoes through the community for so many people that it's true for. And maybe even people who they aren't losing their hair. If you're listening to this episode right now and you don't identify with this at all because you have the amazing Disney princess hair that I've always dreamt of, like, fuck yeah, I'm so happy for you. I wish I could say that was the truth for me. But the reality is you probably know someone who is losing their hair whether you're aware of it or not. So you having an idea of like, what is that experience really like? That can just make you a better human. It can just make you more empathetic. It can open you up to, I've heard this thing before and you may have heard this, Tiffany. It's a saying that like, you should never point something out about somebody that cannot be fixed in 10 seconds or less, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. And with yeah. hair loss, that's so true, right? Yeah, I uh, when I was... In high school, I worked for an office and there was a woman there who had, it was probably similar, some kind of alopecia, but she had very thin hair. And one day I got to work and I worked for some somebody that I knew. So the person that I knew in the office like stopped me before I went in and was like, just so you know, so-and-so has a wig on today it's okay if you comment on it. Um, Like she's been talking about it all day. And so I went in, she looked great. It was like a wig that looked just like her hair color, but it was definitely, it wasn't a topper. It was definitely a wig. And um, I only bring this up because I feel like in my experience, like wigs in general have a, it's almost, it's a stigma where like, that coworker felt the need to pull me aside to say like, Hey, she has a wig on instead of just letting me walk in and see her and letting her talk to me about it. Yeah. Do you feel like that's true for you and your experience? Well, we're living in a society where all this fake shit is happening. I mean, like face tuning, the people doing the flat tummy tees on Instagram, like that shit isn't making anybody skinnier. Sorry (laughs) to be like bearer (laughs) of truth here, but that shit is literally does not work. It will make you shit yourself. Okay. (laughs) You want to shit yourself Buy the flat tummy tee. Okay. That's the only reason you should be buying that tea is because you want to shit your fucking pants, okay? Like, it's just true, okay? So I'm like, where am I going with this? I'm going to go on a rant about this tea because I fucking hate when I see that on my feed. Don't try to sell it to me. Um, <laughs> That's probably the best best tangent I've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> it's so true. We're all, we all We've all seen it and we've all thought it and I'm just... I have enough courage for all of us to be able to say it. Um, what was the question? What did you ask me before I went on my little rant? <laughs> so I was talking about um, uh, there being a stigma around wearing wigs, and oh, then you, yeah. you started saying <clears throat> you started saying that um, in in today's day and age, with all the face tuning and all this fake uh, augmenting of our own realities, I guess um, on social media. Yeah, people aren't owning it. Yeah. 
Like that's why is because there is a stigma about it because if everybody who was wearing hair, who got a boob job, who had their nose job done, who went and did something extracurricular to lose weight that wasn't, quote, all natural, if all of those people were completely transparent, then me having a hair topper on or a wig, whatever, would not be that crazy. I wouldn't need to out quote out myself about it. That situation that you were talking about with your coworker, which thank you so much for sharing because that shows a whole different side of of this topic, honestly, that wouldn't even happened because it would just be normal. People would just accept it. And it's because we're not having conversations about it where people are being transparent, which requires a lot of courage, like this exact conversation for me to just say, hey, you know what? This hair isn't mine. But guess what? That's the only fake thing about me. Mm. Mm-hmm. I really love that because you you have nothing to hide. Nope, I don't. And And also, if somebody else is going through this and they're suffering in silence, which, man, I did that for a long time and it sucked. Maybe them hearing this or interacting with somebody like me who does just own their circumstance, they could actually say, hey, well, where'd you get that? Because it's not common knowledge. Like, where the fuck are you going to go to get a hairpiece if you don't even know what it's called or that it exists? It does exist. You can get one of these. And if that's going to make you feel more complete, which for me that I would say that's one word for it, is like I feel just more whole because I have what society has prescribed, which I agree is like fucked but like I have what society has prescribed as beautiful now but I have this opportunity through having that to be completely open and honest and transparent about who I am about my circumstance about why I decided to do it and at the core of that is 100% self-love and that's what I want to give to people I want people to know if you're going to do something like this, you need to do it for self-love. It's the same thing with anything that you do. Like I said, in- implants. If you want to get breast implants, you fucking do that, honey. I support that. But like, why are you doing it? Are you doing it because society says you need to do it? Exactly. Or are you doing it because you want it? That's exactly what I tell people when I talk about why I grow my body hair out. It's it's not that I'm on a crusade to have every woman, every person not shave their body hair. It's that for me when it came down to questioning why Mm. I was doing it, I found I was doing it so I could fit in with other women, so I could attract men, so I could fit, you know, check all the boxes of standard uh, beauty standards. So it's, and, and that's all I ask of others is like, question the reason you're doing things. And if they're for you, great. Like if you shave because you just love the feeling of it. Yeah. Like do that. I didn't like it. So I changed that for myself. And you being fiercely yourself and doing what feels good and right to you, you create and hold space for other people to embrace that. They see you with your body hair and they go, oh my God, look at this amazing woman who is so funny, so just personable, wonderful. I mean, I this is all true. I love you, Tiffany. I think so Aww. many wonderful things about you. So and someone looks at you and goes, oh my God, you know, I have never wanted to shave. And I am only doing it because I feel like I have to. But, but look at this amazing person who isn't shaving, who isn't like subscribing to the status quo. I could do that too. 
And like, there is no right or wrong answer. Same thing with hair loss. Like if you hear this and you are experiencing hair loss yourself, like I am, and you don't want anything to do with wearing hair, like I commend that. Like you go, if you want to go shave your head tomorrow, you fucking do that. You rock it. Send me a picture. I'm going to like be there to cheer you on hundred percent. Heck yeah. I was actually on that same note, I was going to say thank you for being open and honest about your journey and wearing a hair topper because I know that while there still is probably a stigma around it, like you, you know, being silent about it would not give somebody else an opportunity to see that product. Like you were saying, sorry if I'm just reiterating what you said, but it's like if, um, Kim or Kelly had not shared their stories about hair loss and about finding the hair topper in such a public way, you wouldn't have found a solution. And so I think it just really goes to show that like the more vulnerable we get with our truths and are able to share those with the masses for lack of a better term, (laughs) um, you know, we don't really realize how much we can actually influence and help other people that are in our same situation who feel like, they have nowhere else to go. They don't have anything to do to solve their woes, their problems. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So you told us a story at the earlier about telling one person um, that you were wearing a hair topper and that you wish you could tell the person that provided the hair for you that (laughs) they got a compliment on it. So what, what kind of other reactions have you gotten from telling people when you do choose to talk about it? Like what's the types of reactions that you get? That's a great question as well. I would say that they've changed over time in large part because mostly people don't give a fuck how you look. Really. People are not like looking for your weakness. People are not picking apart your appearance the way that you maybe think that they are because we are so in our heads about how we look and how we appear and our criticisms for ourselves are like 10 times louder than like a real criticism you would get from somebody that is in your life and knows you or even a total stranger. So I would say that the reactions have changed a lot depending on the energy that I have about it. So if I come to a person and I'm like, yeah, something's different. Um, You know, it's just trying something out new. That's like, I look better now. Like if that was my energy, which it never was because I was so intentional. And again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong about having that nervous energy. It's, you know, it's kind of natural, right? If you are feeling nervous, but like I was so intentional about how I shared and who I shared it with. And I decided to make it into a game, which I love games. (laughs) So I was like, let's make this fun and like get people to guess like what's different about me. (laughs) So one of the first stories that comes to mind, I went to see one of my really good friends, Chris, and I went over to his house and I had the hair topper on. And this is the first time he has seen me with a hair topper on. And I get into his house and he just looks at me. It kind of does like a double take. And he goes, is that a new outfit? And I go, no, (laughs) no, no, because I've had this for years. And he goes, well, did you did you do your makeup totally different? And I said, nope, nope. This is same thing I've been doing for years. And he's just like shaking his head, looking at me, he goes, you look great. I just something is different and I cannot figure out what it is. And I laughed and I said, I've got more hair today, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's 
just laughed and he was like, what? You've got more hair. Wait, no, that's not. Wait, what are you talking about? And I was like, this is like half of a wig. It's called a hair topper. And he was like, oh, my God, it looks great. I would never know. And the same thing with Katie, who's my best friend. When I went and told her, I came over to her house. Very similar. I went into it again with like instead of the nervous like, oh, God, is she going to find out? I was just like, this is like my best friend. I'm super excited to share this with her and just have somebody that I know I can be open and honest with that I I know is going to love me and and receive this well. And I went in. And I'm like, and it's a game, you know, like she doesn't know what's different. So I'm going to just <laughs> see if she can figure it out. And she couldn't figure it out either, which is funny, right? And I told her, and since I was with her, I like literally took it off. And then I said, hey, do you want to try it on? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, they have clips on around the like the crown. So it's kind of like um, if you were to think about a little hat, a really small hat that has hair sewn into it that is all just on the top that has like a realistic looking part, um, that would be called a silk top. But the one that I had was a different top. God, there's so many different names for it. I'm I'm actually blanking on what it's called right now. Maybe come back to me. But she tried it on. And I still have the pictures to this day. We took some pictures. We took a video. Um, it was just super funny. And I have that as like a memory that I, I keep for myself to like remind myself, you know, this doesn't have to like be this horrible, painful, like I'm wearing hair and no one else is and woe is me. And this just makes me even more so other than other people. Like I'm on the outside. It can be something that can unite me with people. We can laugh about it together. Not that it's like super funny that I'm losing my hair per se, but like how can I find joy? How can I find humor? How can I like instead of survive this, how can I thrive through this? And that is how I chose to do it. And then I did that with every like close person in my inner circle over time. And I waited each time I told someone I waited till I was one on one with them. And then I would let them know. And I would also tell them like communication is really important. So if you are super nervous about it and you don't want everybody and their brother to know and you are very concerned about that, make sure when you tell someone that they know, hey, it's really important to me like this stays between us because this is something I'm not ready to tell the whole world about yet. And that was the kind of stuff that I was telling people. I was like, look, only a handful of people know. And it would mean a lot to me if you could kind of keep this between us until I decide I'm ready for everybody else to know. And that people respected that. Everybody respected that. And I have a boyfriend, too, who was absolutely wonderful. Like my boyfriend, Dave, shout out to Dave if he's listening to this. Like he was so supportive. And I that's what I kept finding is that Nine times out of 10, if you tell someone something very personal and vulnerable about you and what you're going through, that they are going to actually react quite well and surprise you. And I would go as far as to say, if you have someone in your life and you tell them something like this about yourself that really matters to you and their reaction is super, super, super poor, that tells you a lot about that person, you know? Absolutely. So there's feedback in that. There's feedback in everything. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So can I ask you more about the topper itself? Absolutely. Go ahead. So you mentioned you have three. Are there, yes, I do. Are they different styles or are they all the same? Or like, why do you have three rather than just one? That's a great question. So with toppers, you have to wash them, you know, and you can wear them a handful of times. It depends on how the topper is made. Ah, what is the other type of – I have a different – they're made out of different material. So all three of them 
have different material. I'm probably the worst expert on hair topper <laughs> material is what I'm finding out today. <laughs> well, but, you don't need to be an expert. That's <laughs> that's I okay. Mean, you, you start to become one over time if you spend enough time doing it. I'm sure I'm I'm on my way. I'm still in I'm in hair hair loss university here um or hair hair. <laughs> so <laughs> There are they're all made out of different materials and like the one that is a silk top that one has the most realistic looking scalp which is awesome I'm actually wearing it right now holla shout out to Highline Wigs which is where I bought this they that's an amazing company run by some boss women um, highly recommend them and then there are other types of toppers that are made out of different material that are like lighter weight so the silk top is kind of heavier weight so I wouldn't. In the middle of the summer, I wouldn't want to wear this one probably because it is thicker on top and it will make my head hotter. Whereas the other ones that I have, they're actually shorter in length. They're lighter in color and they are thinner like base on top. And so now I have options. So if I have one that I need to wash. So for instance, I went camping for the first time with a hair topper, which is we could do a whole series on this. Okay, (laughs) there's so many stories, (laughs) but I went camping with a hair topper And I came back and I needed to go out that night. Actually, I had plans. We had tickets to go see, um, I think, a Blazers game. No, that's a lie. Timbers. God, I'm the worst sports fan ever. I never can tell which (laughs) team is which team. The one that kicks the ball, the soccer (laughs) players. Oh, my God. I'm obviously a hardcore fan. Anyways, for some reason, people wanted to take me to see a game, even though I'm really bad at keeping up with games in the sports realm. And I had such a short turnover from like I got off my plane, I landed from going camping and it was a whole adventure, uh, stayed away. And then I had like only a couple hours to get ready in time to go to the game. So I actually showered with my hair topper and was like washing it in the shower, which was a cold shower because it's like specially color treated. So I took this like colder than hell shower because I didn't want to like drain all the color out of my hair topper. I was like, oh God, this is so cold. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then That's I got a dedication. Dude, for real. And then I had to blow dry it. And then all the hair toppers are coming in from like places where people have totally straight hair. And I have curly hair. So I always go the extra mile and I style my hair with a hair curler, which I've I can style hair with a hair curler now, guys, which is something else. But so I had to like style it. And it was this whole ordeal. And that's because I only had one hair topper at the time. And it just made me go, fuck, dude, I need another one. Because if I could have just gotten home and had one that was clean and didn't smell like campfire, then I could have just thrown that on and saved myself so much time and effort. But instead, I was like in this mad rush trying to get it ready so that I would, quote, look normal. Because, again, not everybody to this day still knows about my hair anybody who asks I will just very honestly tell them but or if they say anything about my hair I think it's kind of like that's my gift to the collective is owning that if someone says something really nice about my hair I'm going to be like oh it's actually you know not 100% mine because I think it's important to reflect to people that what you see isn't always like 100% the reality and to make them realize that you know if there's something about them if they're wearing makeup like they're altering their appearance. That's okay. And it's also okay to be transparent about that. So I kind of went off on a tangent there. (laughs) No, that was great. Thank you. So you mentioned that you got your hair toppers customized. Is that like getting it cut to your hair or is it getting it dyed? What does the customization look like when you get a topper? Yeah. So that 
it depends on what you want and what you have and what you end up buying, but definitely getting it cut to be the right length for you. So if you're going to get a topper, you want to go maybe longer than you think, and you definitely want to measure from the middle of your head with measuring tape down to the length of your current hair to figure out the length of topper that you want. And even from that measurement, I would recommend going at least one to two inches longer. That way, when you go to get it cut, you can have more space to play because you also might want it to be a little longer because if you get a hair topper that has a big enough base, which is what all the hair is sewn into that sits on top of your head, if it's got a big enough base, you can actually go with a hair topper that's significantly longer than your natural hair and nobody will really know because it's got enough hair on it that it really covers it up and and then you can switch it up as well, which is another reason I like having more than one. I don't have to like rush to wash the only one that I have when I come back from some camping adventure and go back into the real world and society. I don't have that mad rush. And also I can switch it up, which is another reason I'm totally open and out about it is like when I meet someone now, I even tell them, I'm like, hey, by the way, I know we're getting together this weekend. I just wanted to let you know, like if I show up and I'm a brunette, you know, I sometimes I just change my hair. And like speaking of hair, this hair isn't mine. And then just let people react. It's kind of fun. It's like an experiment. (laughs) I love that. I love I love your attitude about it. (laughs) And then last question about the hair topper, I think. I don't know. I probably have a million questions, but um, can you style it outside of just the curling? I know it's real human hair, but as far as like, can you wear an updo or do you always have to wear it down? Like if you do it up, does it have the seams of a wig that you have to hide or like, what can you do with it? Oh, such a good question. Love it. So there is so many different things that you can do with a hair topper. Yes, you can wear it in an updo. How you go about doing that, it might be a little bit of a challenge. It depends on how big the base is of the hair topper. So if you have a really big base, which would be like eight by eight or nine by nine, these are inches, um, then you might not, you might struggle to get like a high up pony, for instance, or like a bun. I would actually recommend a wig for those because if you're wearing a wig, you can do a total updo without any like anything showing actually. Um, Depends on how the wig's made, of course. And then also what you said about human hair. Yes, my pieces are all human hair because I want to curl them. You can get a piece for significantly less cost that is synthetic. And synthetics nowadays are really high quality. I mean, the hair pieces that they're making now, I'm glad that I have it now and didn't have it like 10, 20. Okay. Then we get into the realm of like, I wasn't existing yet, but you know, (laughs) decades ago, because what they had, it's just the market is much bigger. There's just a lot more effort going into it, research going into like, what's the best way to optimize these pieces so that they're as light as possible. Like I don't even notice that I'm wearing one now most days. Um, So it really depends, but there are synthetic options, but you wouldn't be able to use like a hair curler on those. But I can't, I, since I have a human hair on mine, I can curl it. I can flat iron it. I can wear it up because I don't have a very big base on mine. I can wear it in braids. I mean, now I have more hair than I've ever had now. So I actually have more options for styling it than I did before. Because if I wanted to wear my hair in like braids before, I used to tease the fuck out of my hair trying to make it look thicker and then braid it, which was great for the day of 
And then at the end of the day, and I had to get it out, it was a nightmare and it made me lose more hair because I had teased it. And like, I was just doing such a disservice to like the health of my body by like hurting my hair follicles in desperation of trying to make something look the way that it wasn't. And now I like roll out of bed 10 or 15 minutes late and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to get to work. And I just snap, snap, go. You know, I don't even have to shower if I don't want to. I just snap it on my head and go. And like every day is the best hair day of my life. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I have friends that that want hair like hair toppers just because of the ease where they're like, damn, that's convenient. Yeah, I was actually just thinking that (laughs) (laughs) like I I don't suffer from hair loss, but I have always had really fine, thin hair. Actually, it's kind of gotten better since I had a baby which is weird. But um, every time in high school that I would try to augment my hair, like I got extensions at one point that were like those clip-in ones, but my hair was so fine that you could see every single clip. And like, yep. so, you know, I haven't experienced the same level of, I don't know, I'd say like societal shame that was put on you um, for the hair loss. But at the same time, like I can relate to a lot of the hair struggle, just being a woman with n- not Disney princess hair. So totally. Yeah. I mean, you've sold me on this product that I <laughs> probably don't need. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. And it's an expensive investment if you're going to go with human hair. But since there are more people popping up who are selling hair toppers, they are becoming lower in cost and like kind of, you know, getting more what is the word for flattening out (laughs) they are affordable yeah I mean yeah they're affordable they're kind of hitting a a plateau that's the word I'm looking for they're hitting a plateau of like cost they're not increasing 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 because we're actually the market's becoming more saturated with more sellers and more people are becoming more aware of it I mean when I talk to my hairdresser Caprice she tells me like so much of her clientele are people who are wearing hair toppers and they're just popping up all over the place now because people are finding out about them. There's this thriving Instagram community that I am so grateful for in every way that is just full of women who are embracing this. And obviously there are men too who are going through this as well. But, you know, men losing their hair, that's kind of just always been a thing that people know about and accept. But women losing their hair is for some reason like not okay. I don't know. It's super weird. Yeah, it's the taboo one. Yeah, it's taboo for women, but like not for men. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, no way. This is 2020, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to someone who is experiencing hair loss themselves? Hmm. I would say that wearing hair is no different than wearing makeup or having a push-up bra on. I would say that you're absolutely not alone in this and that your identity doesn't need to revolve around your external beauty or what society has subscribed as, quote, what's beautiful. That beauty is something that you get to determine for yourself and that you have every right to take the power back, whether that means that you go shave your head and rock it bald or you want to get a hair topper like me or you want to get a wig or you just don't want to do anything and you just want to be yourself as you are and not have anything extra to it and you just want to rock that you have thinner hair and hold that space for yourself and for others, like whatever makes you comfortable and empowered, 
you should do that. And don't waste your time crying about it. Although, I mean, obviously you probably will cry. I fucking cried a lot about it, honestly. But don't let yourself dwell in that sadness. Flip the script. Find ways that you can laugh about it. And if that's like you get with together with one of your best girlfriends and you have her wear your wig like I did and that brings you joy, go fucking do that. If that doesn't bring you joy, don't do that. Just be intentional about how you are showing up in the world for yourself because everybody else, they'll get sorted out. You need to take care of you and that's what matters. So I want people to feel empowered. That's like the number one thing for me always is like, how can I find a way to empower through this? And you can do it. I believe in you. Tiffany believes in you. And if you need like someone to reach out to, I'm always happy to have a chat with someone like having someone answer my questions was really helpful. And there is a amazing community on Instagram I highly recommend with a ton of women who are owning their hair loss journey publicly and without any shame. And I'm happy to connect you with those people as well. Yeah. Is there an easy way to find that community? Is it like through a hashtag or is it through the people that you mentioned earlier? Yeah, I'd say both that you could just find people through hashtag like hashtag thin hair, hashtag androgenic alopecia, hashtag alopecia, like all of those things will eventually filter you into that community. But I would say the fastest, easiest way would be to go check out at hair loss boss, which is Kelly's Instagram or at Kim Dubs. There's also at Lusta Hair, who is that her name is also Kim. She's wonderful. Um, those are just three of so, so many. And then if you're looking for a topper, I do recommend checking out checking out Highline Wigs at Highline Wigs on Instagram. Um, she's got a huge community as well. And obviously she sells the product, but she's just a great, great resource and can connect you with people as well who are have a, have entire pages about like how to style it, how to wash it, and then, you know, how to own it in public, how to go on a date and how to tell someone that you just recently started dating that like you wear hair and really the main thing is just to take the fear and the anxiety and the shame out of it, to strip yourself of that and to look at, you know, why am I fearful, why am I shameful? And I'll tell you that like 9 times out of 10, the answer to that question is going to be because I was taught to be shameful of this. Not because I'm right. actually shamed, right? Like, I don't know that anything is, quote, wrong with my hair. I actually don't think anything's wrong with my hair or with me. I'm perfectly imperfect. That's good enough for me. I'm wearing hair because it makes me feel so empowered. And I love that. I love feeling empowered. I love feeling like I have enough hair to put some cool braids in it now. I could never do that before. And now I get to do that. And when somebody else compliments on it, I get to share with them that like not everything is as, as it appears and that's okay. Let's normalize this shit. There's power there. Mm, so much power. We also didn't get to talk about um, your podcast episode on your podcast where you talked about your hair. Yeah, there was is that, an episode on this. Yep. Yeah. So was that the first time you like kind of put it out into the public sphere that you wore a hair topper? Yeah, that was the most public way that I have addressed and owned my circumstances with my hair loss. It's episode eight on the Soulful of It podcast. Hair We Are is the title because I'm endlessly a pun machine just like you are. So funny. <laughs> I love it. So much fun. <laughs> and so where can people find you on Instagram? 
Yeah. So my Instagram is at soulful of it, which is S-O-U-L-F-U-L-O-F-I-T. And I have, um, of course, I have the podcast and I post about, sometimes I post about hair, but I post a lot about astrology, metaphysics, tarot. I'm an astrologer on the side. That's kind of like my budding passion. And that's a big part of what my podcast is about. But of course, it's called Soulful of It. So I also do other episodes on different topics like Hair We Are, which is an episode that features like a very small taste of my story with my hair, but actually focuses on one of my best friends, Tawny, who decided to shave her head bald by choice to hold space for other people to be bald and to redefine her own relationship with beauty and how she sees herself in the world. And she's just this amazing fucking person, honestly. Oh, I love it. I have yet to listen to the episode, but I will go in and do that as soon as I can because I've been meaning to do that for so long. <laughs> it's super good. I'm I'm really proud of it. I've listened to it one more time since and been like, damn, this is good. Like, this is only episode eight, you know, <laughs> but it's pretty good. I'm really proud of it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carrie, for being on the show today. And I am sure that this is not our last conversation. No, we've got so much more to talk about for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Tiffany, and have a fantastic day. You too. How much body positivity is too much body positivity? I personally can never get enough of it. If you're like me and you find yourself seeking out more opportunities to surround yourself with media that affirms that you are normal or worthy of love or even just a reminder that you deserve happiness, I invite you to add the Little Cuties coloring book to your collection of body positive influences. With 50 original Little Cuties and six create-your-own templates, the Little Cuties coloring book aims to showcase different body and mental health experiences and give them the representation that we lack in the mainstream media. If this sounds like the kind of thing you'd like to add to your bookshelf or spend time coloring while you relax, please email us at bodystorypodcast at gmail.com to place your order. It's my goal to fund the Body Story Podcast by selling my own original artwork so I don't have to have podcast sponsors nor exploit the personal stories of my guests. So the books are $25 with free domestic shipping, and I'm working to get my website up and running to make purchasing easier. But for now, you can inquire at bodystorypodcast at gmail.com to place your order. If you'd like to take a peek at what these little cuties look like before committing to a whole coloring book, you can see all the book characters and more at Body Story Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. This episode of the Body Story Podcast was edited by John Waters. 